that yeah oh awesome hey mm. everybody uh welcome and uh so happy to be with you today i um i wanted to talk with you today about climate justice and we're focusing on the philippines and the reason is is that the philippines is deemed one of the most vulnerable uh, countries to be experiencing climate risks all the climate disasters and yet they are not one of the countries that is producing a high amount of emissions. That's the U.S. and other Western countries that are responsible, mainly responsible for these emissions. So we want to talk about climate justice in a very personal way. And um, so during this session, we're going to be talking about what's going on uh, with kind of the climate change in general, what are some of the things that um, Philippines has been experiencing with recent typhoons and flooding, how people are impacted, what are some solutions that um, that uh, Seed for Calm and others are working on and how we can support them, and then also what they're doing on the ground just on a day-to-day -day basis empowering communities so that's a lot but the guy to talk about it is my friend dan diaz uh with seed for calm and i grabbed him before he, uh it's very late in the evening um so anyhow dan thank you for joining us yes um thank you once again um echo not uh, Joanne and the uh, green team all over the world because uh, we are we we got to know each other like three years ago, uh, focusing on Denver and the U.S. And I'm happy that we are expanding and get giving challenges to grassroots all over the planet. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And Dan, I mean, he's helped us in so many ways. He's a mentor right now with our. 2020 International Climate Action Challenge. If you don't know about that, head over to climateactionchallenge.net. He's been mentoring um, some of our different folks that weren't exactly sure what to do. One of them is just signing a, a memorandum of agreement today to help start a farm as part of their thing. And this is uh, somebody that just got into environmental action in August. Um, through some of the programs they're running and participating in the challenge. So um, anyhow, I'm always happy to be um, be talking with Dan, but let's start mm -hmm. on kind of a sober note to start with. Yeah. Um, and tell us a little bit about just what is, what makes the Philippines rank so high as one of the countries that is experiencing the most um, effects of of climate change right now, and is poised to experience those going forward. Yeah. So, if you look at the our planet, the Philippines is in the uh, typhoon belt. And if you are in the U.S., you're not familiar with typhoon, but hurricanes. So, our typhoons are usually um, um, include uh, strong winds as well as rain. So that's how uh, worse uh, we are. And on the average, the Philippines has around uh, 22 to 24 typhoons a year. And current uh, typhoons, VAMCO, uh, is uh, our 20th. So we're expecting four more uh, typhoons before end of 2020. So 
Um, we are an archipelagic country located uh, in the middle of the, just above the equator and um, across the Pacific Ocean. So actually when we swim towards uh, the east, we could reach uh, um, California. <laughs> so that's how we are interconnected. Uh, and yes, um, although we are a country that is less emitting uh, fossil fuel-based uh, um, energy uh, that are polluting our planet, but uh, we demand uh, climate uh, justice, rapid uh, rollout for the Green Deal and uh, green energy transition because uh, the Philippines and other um, small islands are very much vulnerable to these uh, impacts on uh, climate change, especially our storms are getting stronger as if the storms we are experiencing is uh, including, you know, this... Um, um uh so we even for example when i talk to our fishermen in the island uh there will always be a pattern like uh amihan or habagat like the the season the of uh wind direction but you know um it's not anymore normal so sometimes we are on the in the amihan which the wind coming from the northeast and sometimes it changes, so it's not any more stable. So this is very um, um, sad to know, like the patterns of weather have, have changed and impacts to the lives and the livelihood for our vulnerable farmers and fishers in the country has been affected, yeah. It must be so strange because, you know, a lot of the communities that live close to the land so whether that would be called indigenous communities or you know just whatever the the communities that have been generations of fishermen and farmers and and understanding all those patterns and and passing that down generation to generation to have that shifting within a generation or two it just must be just so unsettling to mm you know, to, yeah. to have that, that kind of the ground shifting beneath your feet. Yeah, even underwater, you know, um, I've been to, uh, during the lockdown for, since March, I haven't been traveling uh, to other uh, islands um, flying, you know, because of the restriction, but I'm moving around uh, mountains to islands and talking to our vulnerable farmers and fishers. And it's so sad to know that the fishes uh, and even our seaweeds uh, farming has been affected because the water has been rising, the temperature of seawater and how it affects uh, the species underwater and the corals. And I'm so, I'm so also fascinated uh, for the past, uh, maybe uh, when I started uh, Seed4Com in 2014, um, we campaigned for clean planet by clean ups on our reef to ridge and this week i i just uh learned and uh, get my certification hopefully for the open water uh diving and how it uh fascinates me uh the beauty of life underwater our blue planet has been also affected you know so uh climate change is not just on the surface even 
beyond uh, the depths of the planet Earth. So that's how impactful is uh, um, this global warming uh, to the Philippines and the rest of uh, the planet as well. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, it. it is like the idea of, uh, you know, scratching the surface that really like that what we see on the land, the, the plastic coming up on our beaches is nothing compared to what's all in the ocean. So, okay. So, so we've pretty much established that, you know, that, that the Philippines is more at risk, even though their emissions, your emissions are much lower um, than other areas. Um, so what about, could you tell us, I know there's been a series of, of flooding and typhoons just over in the last month or so, um, mm -hmm. and that you guys are doing the response with the, the solar lamps and trying to get access to power to those communities. Mm -hmm. Could you tell us a little bit about that effort? Okay, thank you. Um, yes, for those who are watching and listening, uh, um, since uh, November 1, uh, we have uh, our uh, strong uh, typhoon, uh, like a category um, four. Uh, the, the typhoon name local is um, Roly. And, uh, and after that, in November 1, there were two successive uh, typhoons uh, within the span of uh, two weeks and the recent uh, strong typhoon that uh, has hit is is typhoon Vamco or Yolisis in the Philippines and um, mostly uh, it had affected uh, the regions of the northern northeastern part of of the Philippines so I'm currently in Cebu it, it's in the central of the country uh, we haven't uh, been hit, but uh, there were rains and strong winds in our area. But sad to say, um, um, the damages has been uh, done because of too much uh, rain as well as uh, strong winds that uh, there were uh, flooding that uh, at the depth of five meters in the northern part of uh, Lausanne, and even as we speak, uh, the water are still on the high level because of, uh, um, you know, there were a lot of uh, instances where illegal reforestation, illegal cutting of trees, um, a lot of mining and quarry in those regions. And uh, also there were dams that released uh, water because uh, um, you know um, they have to release the water because it will overflow, and uh, that uh, impound that that uh, combines more uh, rainwater, and our country don't have uh, good uh, water catchment or uh, system, so it just flows to. Uh, the low-lying areas and uh, that had damage to around 60 million people because Lausanne is under uh, the state of calamity uh, declared by the president and 
agriculture has been affected, but good to note that there are only less uh, lives that are at stake, not uh, less than 100 uh, people maybe. And compared to the typhoon Yolanda or uh, Haiyan, where there are more than 6,000 people of uh, lives has been uh, affected because of this uh, stronger uh, typhoons uh, caused by this global warming and uh, uh, carbon uh, polluting industries and countries that uh, the Philippines and other vulnerable island countries are suffering the impacts of these uh, strong uh, typhoons. And we know that uh, on, on the average, the country, our country, receives a lot of typhoons, uh, 22 to 24 typhoons a year. Yeah. Wow. So. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'm. thank you so much for telling us about that and making it a personal thing, because I think, you know, it's easy to get at a distance from people and not really understand this connection um, that, you know, what we're doing in one country is impacting directly people in another in another country. And that's just a huge number of folks, millions that are experiencing that that flooding and um, those effects. And so so Dan, you guys have several projects going um, and you're doing some you're a fundraising uh, mm -hmm. you're, you're someone that can accept funds for for people that want to help what are some of the ways that you are responding i know that through covid you've been doing everything from your compassion stations and um helping connect fishermen and farmers to markets and all kinds of interesting kind of entrepreneurial solutions but what's what's happening right now on the ground what are you seeing as a big need and somewhere that you're responding yeah so on the onset of the um, uh, typhoon, uh, the government has been doing a lot of its resources to provide the basic food and uh, coordination with the Department of Energy to activate again the transmission lines because they are already been uh, damaged and communications like a mobile phone, um, satellites, uh, has been also affected radio communication. So um, in every disaster with our experience in 2013, uh, problems really after disaster is energy access. Second is uh, food and uh, clean water, as well as uh, communication. And that's why there's a really need to have um, deployable, uh, quick energy uh, response to every uh, disaster, whether it's uh, typhoon, earthquakes, or even um, uh, fires in the communities we're responding. So currently, uh, Seed4Com to our local chapters in Northern Luzon, we are partnering with um, the Eagle Scouts in Paranaque. They are now making a solar lamps. And these uh, solar lamps, uh, is a open source where everyone can assemble. We have the manual to do it and you just have to uh, make it uh, guided with our online YouTube videos or uh, PowerPoint, how to connect. But the key elements is securing the 
uh, electronic parts to build it. And we are using uh, PET bottles because um, in every disaster, there will always be uh, water that is uh, put in plastic bottles or the PET uh, bottles. So we are utilizing them as lamps and others we are trying to do um, um, these echo bricks. So aside from these echo lamps where uh, we have our first deployment, we are so happy that uh, one of our friend, uh, uh, Ed uh, Resigno has been given us like a hundred uh, kits solar of solar lamps. And we are also getting uh, uh, partner donors from different uh, scouts in the country. And uh, Cola Box is a social enterprise where uh, they are also helping us and in securing funds to buy solar lamps. And we already gave to their um, artisan in Marikina. And Marikina is the capital of uh, shoes in the country. And uh, they have been affected by flooding and no electricity. And even um, the modular online school has been uh, suspended in some parts of Manila and Marikina because there's no internet access and power. So it's very, really, it's very useful to have these uh, solar lamps. And what makes it different is it's done by volunteers all over the country in a meaningful way, and it can be repaired compared to just buying it uh, made from a different source, but uh, the quality is not good. But this one, uh, it's reliable and our solar lamps has been operational for the past three years and still functioning. So that's why we promote this uh, campaign. And uh, in so doing, we promote uh, clean energy. Like we will always tell them like, you know, um, we have to use uh, uh, renewable energy. And this is one way to uh, promote uh, sustainable development goals, the clean, uh, clean, clean energy and climate action in response to these uh, series of typhoons that are really um, impacting the Philippines and other countries. So, so this is uh, one concrete way to, to make uh, young people and everyone get involved. So we don't just say uh, on social media, like awareness level or social media sharing. You know? So it is really grassroots action and this can contribute a lot and, and uh, you know, um, um, families that has babies, infants, person with disability, senior citizen, imagine they are in the evening, no access to light. So it will be very difficult for them. Um, that's why this uh, solar lamp, no matter how small it is, it provides us um, this hope, we call it project in Kindle. It kindles hope and those who are helping us are our hero of light. So we want you to be our hero of light by promoting clean energy through solar lamps and uh, demand for climate justice to reach our sustainable development goal targets. And yeah, this is it. And we also yeah. have um, a system where so we're um, developing we, like the before we move on to that. So I I put in the um, the description the link to the Seed for Calm Facebook um, page, and on that page there is a post 
I linked to the actual um, post, but you can find yeah. it on that page. There's an actual, there's exactly how you donate and there's lots of different ways yeah. that you can, um, mm -hmm. that, that you can do that. And, and what would you say, Dan, like if somebody, do you have a, a sense of, let's say somebody could only donate $10. Would that make a difference? Yeah. Would that get like- Yes, no matter, even at $1 or 25 cents, it makes a difference <laughs> because, uh, you know, uh, we can buy uh, parts uh, with those small amounts. So uh, small amounts combined is uh, our force, like SDG number 17, partnership to reach these goals. <laughs> so uh, yeah, yeah. And if you want to, Donate wherever you are. Just send us a message in our page. We can give you uh, access where you can conveniently uh, donate, maybe PayPal or whatever. So we'll just talk because uh, we can communicate in our our page. But uh, currently, we are happy. Like there's a call of our scouts in Paranaque. They are building three teams: uh, scouts in um, San Mateo and scouts in Manila. They are our team who are making the solar lamps. So they need soldering iron. So I just posted in my Facebook uh, account and I'm so happy that one of my friend uh, respond. And yeah, so she's connecting with our volunteer to transfer money to buy our soldering soldering iron. <laughs> so that's yeah. how we, we do. We are, we are not funded by government. We are not funded with corporations. Like we are not uh, these uh, international NGOs that, has so much money for marketing, for video, for administrative. Ours is real volunteerism on the ground and it get giving more value to what you give and have direct impact to uh, the communities. That makes us difference. Yeah. And we're so happy that our initiatives has been, you know, has been a source of inspiration by different groups, uh, big groups. They just, you know, copy maybe our strategy mm -hmm. and our ideas because you know i just posted on on facebook and they are my friends so i just one day they they just do it so i'm, I'm just say okay thank you for doing it so we are partners even though uh we we don't have formal agreement but this is the call for yeah, partnership I, I think i mean that's why that's you know, I think one of the lessons that I always teach people is this idea that if you're not able to make an impact, you probably don't have enough partners. And I think I learned that from you because every time that we talk, you know, about whatever it is that you're doing like this, the idea of the Eagle Scouts and the idea that when you put an idea out there, that's a good idea that you are the solution so, you know, mm -hmm. Eagle Scouts, they definitely want to do something meaningful, something creative. Mm -hmm. And, and if you give people something to do where it transforms them personally as a person, then, and I think when you told your initial story, you know, of you were out nomad Dan, wandering Dan, um, <laughs> and you kind of came back and started this, it transformed, you have to transform as a person if you want to transform your communities and giving people these things like that. Okay, we need soldering. Uh, mm -hmm. Iron that someone could say, "Oh, I could, I could figure that out," and they'd be part of that that community transformation rather than, mm -hmm. you know, just sending a a check off to some unknown group. Um, and yeah. I, I always think that's a big a big part of what you guys do, mm -hmm. um, making it, yeah, so creative. And 
And so, Dan, did you want to say something more about that? Because I also wanted, along those lines, I wanted to just hit on a little bit of the the garden, the the National Garden Movement, because I think that's another mm. way. But is there something more that we should say before we move to that? Yeah, so aside from the solar lamps, so we are also uh, assembling a um, communal charging stations. You know, how important is... Uh, communication, charging of mobile phones, and even laptops or access to internet. Because if you don't have an uh, energy source, then it's difficult to uh, communicate to your uh, supporters or uh, partners to provide uh, donations uh, or respond to uh, those who are needy. So uh, in every disaster, you know, in Typhoon, it will it will be a week's time that we will discover different communities that has been affected, uh, badly hit. And we've received a lot of personal messages in also our Facebook page of houses that has been uh, uh, destroyed. And um, we are also currently talking to our civil engineer volunteers to come up with an echo house that we can use the echo bricks and other uh, debris or trash, you know, that are are the results of these uh, flooding and typhoon. So, uh, you know, uh, aside from floods, there's a lot of uh, solid waste, plastics that are also being dumped uh, all over Luzon because of these flooding, and it ends to our uh, seas as well. So. Um, Cleanups, we're so happy that there are groups who are doing initiatives to do cleanups in their community. Uh, but the idea now is how we can make use of these uh, uh, typhoon debris as uh, homes. So we're doing uh, echo uh, homes uh, using echo bricks and local materials. And going to your question about the Food Gardens Movement, it was launched June 6, and we're so happy that uh, Seed4Com and other partners and collaborators for the Food Gardens Movement are growing and they are, um, um, you know, um, putting it already in place. And in our team in Manila, we have uh, Gio, our uh, Seed4Com coordinator for the uh, permaculture farm. He is now um, talking to other schools and homeowners association uh, to promote uh, these food gardens for all in their community and sub subdivision. So we're so happy that it's it's growing and uh, people and groups are embracing the idea. And one of the uh, challenger uh, joining the climate action, we have been uh, talking in the group and helping coming up with the proposal and memorandum. So um, as mentor for the uh, Green Team uh, Climate Action Challenge, so I'm connecting with them. And there's also one in uh, in Leyte, Southern Leyte, um, also doing about uh, um, material recovery facility. And I told also her like how you can collect this uh, compost uh, uh, kitchen waste for composting you know, because more than half of the solid waste are bio waste that can be uh, compostable and uh, the rest is 
less recycling. You know, in the Philippines, uh, we are a developing country, so recycling uh, um, waste is just uh, maybe lesser compared to uh, developed uh, countries, you know, but more on the uh, compostable waste. So that's uh, the updates for the food garden uh, movement. And uh, we have our ongoing master's farm. And next week, I'll be talking to the to a uh, few farmers in, in Cebu, how to manage kitchen waste and how it can be used as compost in their farm. So I'm invited uh, for that uh, topic as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, this coming back to that same idea that if we get in alignment with nature, that, you know, like, like that, like the, the team, the one for nature team that just created, that started as part of the challenge where they built their, you know, worked with their partners and built their own materials recovery facility out of logs and wire and, um, you know, some other materials. And they just like created the solution right in their, uh, right in their town, along with doing Zumba classes to get people mm -hmm. excited. And, you know, that these are things that communities need right mm -hmm. now. Um, and then also the, um, the Earth Fairies group that, that are, are working with you to, to be able to start their own farm or garden based on a, a homeowner, I think, that is giving them um, a space or that's, the, that's yes. the discussion right now. I mean, again, it all goes back to that, the partnership and being able to dream big that these holistic kind of solutions like nature has taught us like one tree produces thousands of seeds and we just have to like pick them up and put them in the ground we don't need to go through a you know a big remote government program or big corporate whatever we can just start doing that and and when we have those partners um so like that somebody that has a little bit of land that wants to make a difference can but maybe doesn't have the time or energy or expertise to know what to do with it you've got some young people that have time they don't have the expertise but your program has the expertise together they can you can really come up with some innovative things that again transform and empower the community uh it's not just like okay here's a a handout or a you know something that helps in the moment so it's it's a pretty cool um, initiative, kind of like the the Victory Garden movement that happened in the yeah. U.S. Um, with the war. Um, mm -hmm. back. Yeah. Well, thank you for all the cool stuff that you're doing. Um, and and is there? I mean, so just to kind of reiterate, what we're talking about here is that when we're thinking about climate justice and environmental justice, there's definitely communities in the U.S. that are. Uh, or, you know, different areas that are being impacted by our um, pollution and things like that and where highways are going in. But I think it's also ethically required that we understand that it's a global, that our impacts are global and that some of mm -hmm. the um, countries that have the least amount of resources are, are, are experiencing these these impacts and that there's ways that we can um, we can help. So if you know of a 
an Eagle Scout crew, or if you want to, you know, donate a few bucks that would pay for a solar lamp or soldering um, equipment, then then you can go to the Seed for Calm Facebook page and just send them a message and ask how it is that you could um, be a partner. Did you have anything mm -hmm. else, Dan, that you think we should mention before we wrap up? Yeah, so we're our strength is our volunteers of Seed for Calm. We're so happy that. Uh, even though they're new to us, they're young, but they are given uh, guidance and uh, the vision so they can execute. So the power of young people. So the, the leaders of today are the young people and they need to be given opportunity to serve, not tomorrow, uh, not in the future, but now. So they are our leaders right now. So that's how we are developing and investing uh, young people all over the country. And we're happy that we have uh, chapters now of Seed for Kong in Metro Manila, in uh, the region of Kamsur, in, in uh, Pampanga, in uh, Mindanao. So we're growing. So if you want to uh, be with us, form a team, connect, and we're glad to uh, uh, serve your community through your community echo uh, collaboration and action for a solution. So that's who we are. So thank we're a seed. Saying, <laughs> thank you for saying form a team. Those are my <laughs> most beautiful, that's the most beautiful words that always wore my of heart. Ours. <laughs> echo team. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I mean, that's the thing is that when you form a group of people and you start, I know some of our teams, especially in the Philippines, they started one direction and they start meeting and then they realize, well, wait, actually, we could if we go this way. And that's the thing. When you start a team, you don't even know what you're really going to do. And that's mm. the point. It's only through meeting, through talking, through figuring things out that you will discover these like hidden doorways to what it is yeah. that where you can really make an impact uh and but when you when you work as a team and the more often you meet and the more ideas you throw out the more partners uh the more you're able to to make a big impact quickly mm -hmm. and, and we can do it and we're we're demonstrating that uh right now mm -hmm. with everything that you guys are doing all right well mm -hmm. thank you so much dan um, really appreciate your time and all the kind of entrepreneurial and innovative stuff that you guys do as an inspiration for all of us um, that we can really continue to learn from. Um, and sending all of our warmest wishes for everybody that's experiencing all of that. And um, hopefully we'll get some people that will throw in um, a few dollars or maybe their their expertise somehow to to help make an impact there in the philippines all right so thank you very much and uh have a wonderful day in denver and a good night uh <laughs> here in the philippines exactly <laughs> yeah to our seed for volunteers and partners who are uh supporting us and trusting our acts of service no matter how small it has a big impact uh, to our uh, corresponding uh, communities uh, that that uh, received our small help so thank you yeah yeah thank you so much all right bye everybody 
And remember, for com. S E E D number four C O M. Okay. Bye, Dan. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>